body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Good evening and welcome to Phantoms and Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate and discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms and Monsters and the Phantoms and Monsters 14 research team. So thanks for joining me. Now, uh, the Phantoms and Monsters radio channel is made possible by you clicking the subscribe and like buttons and by you sharing our programming. Uh, super chat and super thanks donations are always appreciated. Uh, you can click the dollar icon uh, located underneath the chat box. The Buy Me a Coffee link and banner are also shown below as well. So thanks for your consideration. Now, if you're in the chat and you have a question, please use all caps and wait till I get to the last account. I'll let you know and you can start posting your questions. So tonight, my, uh, my years as a 14 researcher and investigator, for the most part, have been focused on creatures that most people would say belong in pages of Grimm's fairy tales, Aesop's fables, and uh, maybe in animated films and cartoons, uh, be it the big bad wolf, the wolf man, even Wally Coyote. There are also tales of dog-headed men or ancient cynocephaly who are unique to myth and legend. But in more recent times, there are also accounts of human-like cryptid canines that are said to live and prosper among us. They are seen in many forms, both biped and quadruped. But the overwhelming question is, what are they and why do they exist? So sit back, open your mind, try to visualize what I'm about to describe to you. I'll present the reports and incidents in detail and answer your questions after uh, from the chat after I'm done making the presentation. So this first report, I just got about a month ago. Uh, the witness states, Highline, I was driving home from work on a misty night in October of 2019. I had just crossed the border from Pennsylvania into Maryland on Route 15 South. I was between Emmitsburg and Thurmont listening to music on the radio, trying to stay awake and alert. Now, as I approached Little Owens Creek, I saw something move in the corner of my eye. I looked, I looked down and looked to my right toward the creek and trees. I slowed down, excuse me, I slowed down and looked to the right towards the creek and trees. What I saw next took my breath away. I slammed on the brakes. There was a large creature standing on two legs by the side of the road, clear as day. It looked like a hybrid of a wolf and a man in a dark, with dark fur and a long snout, pointed ears, and bright yellow eyes. 
it had muscular arms and legs and long claws on its hands. I couldn't see the feet. It was six or seven feet tall and had a long tail that was wagging slowly. Now, the, art, the upright creature stared at me as I skidded to a halt. It then let out a loud and terrifying howl that reverberated throughout my car and body. The sound was more stark than any horror film. It created a surge of fear and panic in me. The beast took a step toward me, then another. The expression on its face was that of anger. I didn't know what to do. I was practically paralyzed by fear and could only watch as the creature moved a few steps closer. Now, at that moment, bright lights from a vehicle flashed behind me, and then the sound of a horn blared. The driver slowed, slowly drove by me on the left. The creature also noticed the light and the horn. It turned its head to look at the other vehicle. I quickly stepped on the accelerator, and I sped forward. I didn't stop for anything until I got home in Frederick. When I walked into the house, my wife could see that I was upset. I told her what I had witnessed. She begged me not to tell anyone. Now, I didn't have a cell in the car, by the way, but I doubt that I would have called the police. Now, it's been almost four years since my encounter. I have continuously looked for reference to a similar creature. Now, I found your Pennsylvania Dogman Upright Canine map online, and they read a few of the reports. I then noticed that there have been several sightings over the years in Frederick County, Maryland. I wish to remain anonymous. Now, there have been at least seven historical sightings of cryptic canine or Dwayo in, in Frederick County. Uh, that's in Maryland since uh, the 1960s. I've interviewed a few witnesses over the years, including this report. Um, upright canine encounters, and you know, it's referred to as a Dwayo or even a Hexen wolf. Uh, pretty common in, in were pretty common in Frederick County, Maryland. And in fact, this is probably the first sighting I've gotten out of there. It's been at least a decade, I believe. There, um, There's also other information provided on, on Fams and Monsters blog. Just search uh, Maryland's Cryptid Cane or Dwayo, which is D-W-A-Y-Y-O. Uh, by the way, this sighting was near Katakin Mountain Park, which is a uh, U.S. National Park Service, and is only within three miles of Camp David, the presidential retreat. So this next account, a Pittsburgh photographer described an incident while she was shooting photographs at the Piney Fork Tunnel just south of the city. She claims that she observed an upright cryptid canine. Uh, she states, this encounter occurred just south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in October 2018. I'm a professional photographer and work throughout the region. I have been fortunate to have a successful business, great clients, and beautiful landscapes to work with. I went out one spring day for a wedding engagement shoot. The couple had specifically chosen the abandoned Piney Fork Tunnel for the location. I was familiar with it, so I agreed. We shot a few other sites first, then I met them out there in the afternoon for best lighting. I picked a good spot and started working. 
everything was running smoothly at first until we started hearing sounds coming from somewhere inside the tunnel. It was long enough that it was dark in the middle, so we couldn't see anything past a few hundred feet. It sounded like someone was moving around in there. We tried to ignore it, and I just kept taking pictures, but the noises got louder, like they were coming closer to us. Uh, the couple was now more uncomfortable, and they looked tense in the pictures, so I suggested wrapping it up, but they wanted to finish. I got in another few shots before we heard the growling. We stared into the tunnel, petrified. The sounds had been unsettling, though not actually concerning, but the deep growling meant something very different. It sounded large and threatening. And after a quick discussion, we decided to leave and go to a backup location. I started packing my lenses as the couple walked to their car. The growling continued and sounded as if it was getting closer. There was also a scraping sound. I panicked, grabbed my stuff, and ran for the car. I got in and immediately locked the doors. The couple was already pulling out, but I had parked facing the other way and needed to turn around. As I did, there was a brief second where my running lights shined into the tunnel entrance. In that second, I saw the source of the sound. It was huge. It's not a stray dog, many times larger than a German Shepherd and was standing on hind legs, although it was bent forward. The beast was nearly seven feet tall. The head was covered in thick fur and it had a dog-like ear sticking up on top of its head. Now, I couldn't see the features clearly because it was too far away, but I saw the eyes reflecting in the light. The eyes had a deep orange red color. I had absolutely not, no idea what I was seeing, but it walked on two legs. Then it, I blinked and it was gone. I followed the couple to the next location. When we got out, I asked them if they had seen the thing in the tunnel, but they said they hadn't. I wasn't sure if I should tell them what I saw because it sounded too crazy, even though they had heard the growling but I decided to keep the details to myself. Now, we finished their session as fast as we could. Uh, a few days later, I was sorting through their photos. And I got to the tunnel photos. And as I predicted, most were not usable because the couple was too tense and uncomfortable in their poses. I looked through them carefully, trying to find the best ones to include, not wanting the location to be a total loss. Now, in the last few images, I saw something weird. It looked like a glare or a light flare over the guy's shoulder. I zoomed in and played with the lighting until I saw it more clearly. It was not a lens flare. It was two orange eyes in the darkness of the tunnel. They appeared in each of the last few photos and was proof of what I had seen. The creature in the tunnel was real. I knew that I couldn't include those in the portfolio, not knowing what was leering behind them. Now, I, I was able to look at the photos. Uh, there are possible orange eyes in the two photos that I saw, though I'm not really positive. The witness didn't give me permission to publish the photos, but um, felt compelled to make the report after, after finding my uh, Pennsylvania dog map and canine map online. Now, if I am given permission, and I'm still trying, uh, 
to publish in the future, I will post on the blog. Now, this next account, a Tennessee man visiting a friend in Monongahela County, uh, West Virginia, encounters an upright canine not far from Cheat Lake. The incident prompted him to contact me for my opinion. Hi, thank you for reading my email. I'm reaching out to you for an opinion. It has to do with an experience I had. I was driving west of Morgan Run Road near Lubbock Lane in Monongahela County, West Virginia. This is close to Cheat Lake. It happened on June 8, 2016, around 7.30 p.m. I was on my way back to a friend's house. After I drove past Lubbock Lane, I noticed a tall figure move out, then back into the trees. Now, I wasn't driving fast, so I got a good look at it, though it's still hard for me to believe what I saw. It turned back and looked at me. I swear it was a wolf standing on two legs. The head was huge, with dark, long hair. The body was almost like that of a powerful man, but it still had the characteristics of a wolf. I didn't get a good look at the legs, but they were shaped like a wolf. Very muscular arms with human-like hands and very long fingers or claws. When it looked at me, the eyes seemed to twinkle or shine as the head moved. The face was a wolf's face, same snout and ears with a thick neck. I think, I believe it had something in its right hand, but the body blocked it from my view. It just looked at me for a few seconds and it took a few steps into the brush and that was it. I found some of the sightings reported to you on Google. I didn't notice any from West Virginia, but since this is near Pennsylvania, I thought you might be interested. I haven't talked to anyone about this. The beast looked evil and I'm not sure I should have reported it, but it would be interesting if others had reported seeing something like this in the same area. <laughs> now, the witness asked that I not post anything until we talk. Um, I called the witness and picked up a few more details. Uh, the witness lived in Tennessee and was visiting a friend at the time of the sighting. As far as the witness could tell, the hair was black and dark gray long around the head. And there was a distinct mane that ran, ran down the back. The waist and torso were stockier and more muscular than most other reports that we have received. The witness estimates the height to be at least seven foot. He emphasized how large the head and neck were, telling me it reminded him of a Spanish biting fool without the horns. This location is about three to four miles south of the West Virginia-Pennsylvania line, which is uh, there at Fayette County in Pennsylvania. Now this next account was from a, uh, about a new oil field night watchman uh, who was walking along his tour route in the swamp and bayou late at night. Then he encounters an unknown beast that threatens and chases him up an old derrick. It is early evening as the sun is setting in Oil City, Louisiana, as the night watchman made his way to his post. He was new on the job and his post was at one of the many old, old derricks. This location is near Cato Lake as well as the surrounding swamp and marshland. 
Now, he enjoyed his new job. Now, let me first state that this was sent to me by a friend of his. Uh, it wasn't directly from him. He enjoyed his new job. All you just had to do was make it through the night was avoid and avoid falling asleep. Now, this derrick was the furthest back from the particular boggy section of the swamp. Now, since he had no boat available to pull through the muck, he decided to walk along the bank. It would take a little longer, but the trek through the swamp wouldn't be anything he hadn't done before, and he wanted to make a good impression to hopefully move up to a higher-paying position on a date group. The thick canopy of trees blotted out what little light was left, and he paused to light a kerosene lantern as he continued. As he held the lantern high, he investigated the darkness. There was nothing that he could see among the shadows. He thought that he heard something moving in the darkness, but decided that it was his mind playing tricks. So he began to walk again. Now, it wasn't long before he heard it again. This time, there were steps mirroring his own, just to the side and behind him. So he stopped and turned once again, holding the lantern high. Who is that? He called out. He didn't receive an answer. His pace quickened as he began to walk again, and he heard the steps again, begin, once more mirroring his own. Now he heard sloshing in the nearby water. He was becoming unnerved. He started to walk even faster, catching his feet on exposed cypress roots. The sloshing steps were growing closer. His anger was building over the fear. He stopped again. Who the hell is that? He screamed. There was no answer. An uneasy quiet had descended over the swamp. He could hear the beating of his own heart and his quickened breath. Then, from the darkness, came a low, deep growl that reverberated in his chest. His blood ran cold. Without thinking, he turned and ran. He had nothing to defend himself. His only hope was to reach the old Derrick. He ran through the water and muck. He heard it following him. It crashed through the undergrowth. Water was splashing as the loud footsteps continued the pursuit. It sounded as if uh, it sounded as if it were uh, upon him when he finally reached the derrick and began to climb. He dropped the lantern. Fear and desperation caused him to climb. Now, as he climbed higher, an unearthly howl emanated from just beneath. Him. <clears throat> he thought his heart would stop as he ran the crossbeams of the structure. It howled again and began shaking the derrick with unimaginable strength. It circled him, shaking and howling. The tears streamed down the watchman's face. He desperately hung on to until the golden glow of the sun eventually began to rise. He heard the unknown beast walking off with slow, methodical strides through the water. He looked below him, barely catching a glimpse of a tall bipedal canine-like creature moving away from him in the dim light. As the darkness vanished and dawn lit the swamp below, he could see its footprints in the mud where it had circled him. He stayed where he was until the day crew came. It took some time to coax him down, and after hearing his story and seeing the footprints, the men were at a loss as to what this thing could be. It sought out an older gentleman who had lived there all his life, and he knew everything about the woods, creeks, and the bayous in the area. 
He looked around the area and then looked at the tracks. A serious and stern countenance came over his face. He asked what he thought it was. They asked what he thought it was, and he replied, Luke Guru. Silence fell on the group as the old man pointed his finger in the direction of the tracks going deeper and disappearing into the dark cypress swamp. Then he said, the loop guru is real. It's been a long time since I heard of one around here, but it is real. <clears throat> so this next account, witness states, hi, I listen to your personal reports of fans of Monsters Radio. Because of your team's extensive investigation of the Chicago Mothman, I thought I'd write you about something I encountered in the spring of 2017. Now, I was driving along Elk Grove Road down Route 72. Elk Grove Road is a strip of blacktop inside the dense bus woods. And this is just outside of Chicago. This was the middle of the day, late morning, but the clouds had darkened everything until it looked like night. It seemed like it was going to rain. <clears throat> now, in the darkness, I saw what I first thought was a wolf or a coyote. It was in the middle of the road facing me, crouched over what appeared to be roadkill of some variety. Now, as my car got closer, I slowed down, and the hairy creature looked up at me. Its eyes lit up brightly, reflecting my headlights, and then it stunned me into a very long gasp as it stood straight up. It was bipedal, six foot tall, and man-sized. It was humanoid with a canine head with dark fur. It had insane-looking, glowing reddish eyes. I reached for my cell phone, but then I remembered that it was broken. I returned to staring at this terrifying creature, and it stared at me. All I could hear was my breathing and my own heart beating. The creature stood before me still. Then suddenly, with a sound like an unfurled flag, Caught up in the breeze, two immense bat-like wings extended outward and upward from its back. When fully unfolded, the wings looked like a large glider. They were immense. Then the dust on the road was kicked up as the beast slowly lifted off the road surface. It began to lift like a helicopter, no flapping wings. I watched it rise above the trees. The wings were still spread open. And I floored the accelerator and got out of there. I was concerned that it might follow me, but it didn't. But I didn't see it again. I told my friend that night. He stated that maybe I saw the Chicago Mothman. I told him that the Mothman is supposed to be something that's more like a bird and not like a wolf. I have no idea what I saw, but maybe you can offer information. Now I contacted the witness. Frankly, this is the first time. I have had any witness in the Chicago area or even since we've been doing these investigations that mentioned anything that looked like a wolf. Um, this witness wrote back and insisted that it was a bipedal canine with wings. Now, I later talked to the witness. He estimates that the wingspan was over 15 foot, membrane and bat wing shaped. Um, the overall color was dark gray to black fur or hair. The head was wolf-like with a long snout. The eyes glowed a reddish glow and quite menacing. The witness seemed sincere, but has been aware of the Chicago's area of winged humanoids for seven years. Now, I'm wondering why he waited so long to contact me. Uh, this encounter needs more research. 
And um, before I even consider it being related to the Chicago wing human wing investigation, but I will keep an open mind. So um, <clears throat> this next account, a Mariah, Pennsylvania resident reports a recent sighting, and it's about a year ago, of an eight plus foot tall black upright canine observed crossing the road in from uh, their sister and son. The witness stated that the beast howled. Now it was the 17th of December last year at around midnight on industrial road near where I live in Mariah, Pennsylvania. My sister and son were driving back from dinner and shopping. They both saw a jet black upright wolf-like creature the size of an outhouse, eight foot tall, run across the road in front of them. My son said the moon was bright and three inches of snow were on the ground. He said it looked human-like. He also states that it moved extremely fast as it ran across the road in front of them. The funny thing is that I, I did not hear of this until just now, uh, which was 8 p.m. on December 21st. I was in the woods, by the way, at a Bigfoot gifting site that very day. And I, I know this individual, uh, she does have a, a gifting site for Bigfoot in, in the area. This road, uh, this is a road located about one mile from Frackville, Pennsylvania and nearly two miles from Mariah, Pennsylvania. My son said that the howled, I thought I, you should know. And I do know the writer and have been aware of um, their many years of Bigfoot contact and gifting. So I trust their instincts. Now, according to the, what she said, the atmosphere was not the same. This may have been a warning from Bigfoot. Uh, now, this is I'm talking about uh, her going out into the woods later. And, uh, you know, her observation area for Bigfoot. And she said it just didn't feel the same. There's something off about this. Uh, and she believes that the Bigfoot were trying to warn her that there's cryptic canine in the area. Um, now, recently, she um, she happened to talk to Sean Fork, who's part of the team, and she told him about the incident. In fact, he lives not too far from her. So uh, Sean's going to look into it. So here's the last account. So if you have questions, go ahead and start uh, posting. Two brothers were camping near Pickerel Creek Wildlife Area, Ohio, when they experienced an encounter with two upright creatures that were described as half canine, half man. I received this uh, report about two months ago, and I did refer to one of the people on the team. This event occurred in Northwestern Ohio in the summer of 2018. I was camping with my brother along Lake Erie near Pickle Creek Wildlife Area, just west of our home in Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> so that first night, we went to sleep early. I woke up around 2.30 a.m. because I had to take a leak. My brother was fast asleep. The moon was almost full that night, so it gave up plenty of light for me to see everything outside the tent. There weren't many bushes in the area around our campsite, so I didn't have to worry or be afraid of something hiding and waiting to sneak up, sneak upon me. I was walking away from our camp and I saw something that scared the crap out of me, not far from me. There were two 
dog-like creatures just standing there staring at me. When I say standing, I mean on two legs. I completely freaked out and started running back to the tent. I heard what sounded like they were chasing me and making the strangest noises. Not so much a dog or wolf sound, but more of something like a human. It was the scariest sound I'd ever heard. I was too afraid to turn around. I thought that at any second they would pounce on me and attack, but that never happened. When I did make it back to the tent, I dove into it. I, I scared the crap out of my brother who asked what was going on. I told him what had just happened. He gave me a strange look and then laughed, telling me to shut up. I asked him if he didn't believe me to go out there and see for himself. He laughed again and said, sure thing. I have to go anyway. So I sat there and watched him stand up, head out of the tent. I knew that this was serious and I couldn't let him go out there by himself. So I followed him out of the tent and into the darkness. My eyes took a few seconds to adjust, but I could see him standing about 20 yards away, staring off at the trees. I walked over to the next to him and looked in that direction as well. We were staring into the pitch black woods, but then as my eyes adjusted, I could see something in the shadows. It was a part dog, part man creature. It didn't move or growl. It just stood there upright looking at us. The dog part, the upper half, looked like a German shepherd, but with yellow eyes and a dog-like head. The human parts started about mid-torso downward. It was standing on two legs like a man. The upper part was hairy like a dog, but the bottom half was hairless like a human man. I whispered to my brother and asked what he thought it was. He said nothing. He was literally paralyzed with fear and shock. I grabbed him and pulled him back to the tent. As we ran back, the creature let out a horrific howl. The sound of that thing echoed through the trees. It was like nothing I'd ever heard before. We dove into the tent and piled our backpacks and gear in front of the entrance as if this would actually offer us protection. We were both terrified. He was shaking. I felt like I had to throw up. I asked him what we should do now, and he said that he didn't know, but this thing if this thing got in the tent, it would kill us for sure. Then we heard a dog howl in the distance, and we started to feel relieved, even though I knew that there may have been a second creature that I had encountered earlier. Then it was answered by another howl closer to us, like right outside our tent. It had followed us. We then heard scratching and digging sounds. We were both screaming hysterically at this point. Then it stopped and there was nothing but silence. We waited inside the tent for at least 15 minutes, hoping that it had left. We decided to risk it and peek outside the tent. I grabbed the flashlight and peeked through the flap. I saw nothing. I waited a bit longer, but then I looked out into the campsite, there was nothing there. <clears throat> so we decided to stay in the tent until daylight. There was no way we were going to walk back through the dark woods toward my car and to escape these creatures. Now, after what seemed like forever, the morning light started creeping through the forest canopy. We both slowly exited the tent and looked around us. There were large canine and human-like prints all around the campsite, especially in a circle around the tent. 
we quickly gathered all our gear and, and started to hike quickly toward my car, which was parked in a lot about a half mile away. When we reached the car, the first thing I noticed was a terrible stench. I didn't know what it was, but the odor was very strong. It was so strong that we smelled it after we got in and drove off. My brother believes that the creatures may have found the car and marked it as theirs. I wasn't sure if that was true, but the stench lingered in that car for days. Now, when I got home after dropping my brother off at his apartment, I started looking online to find answers. I read several crowns about um, dogman sightings throughout Ohio, but none were from the area where we had been. Now, that was five years ago. My brother and I still enjoy the outdoors, but we haven't returned to the area or encounter. We were both more aware of our, we are both more aware of our surroundings when hiking, camping, but we just do not talk about that encounter with each other. Now, I did contact a witness for further detail, uh, and like I said, I do I did contact a team member who hopefully will uh, look into the uh, incident at some point. So, if you have questions, uh, put them, post them, and I'll try to get to them. Let me go through here quickly. Okay, William Nighthawk. Good to see you, my friend. Oh, he's saying, come on, people, show the like button, show the line some love. I appreciate that, uh, William. And I also want to thank thank Mortal Clown and and Mortal and Robo seventeen seventy six for their donations. It's very much appreciated. So, folks, let's see. Did you post any questions? Mortal Clown, hate to ask the same thing, but curious if UFOs have been seen near these dog creatures. Please. Um. Well, in these reports, no, but there have been in the past. Um, nothing to the point where we've had sightings of UFOs in reference to um, Bigfoot sightings. Now, look, as you may know, we're looking into we're looking into a, a farm, a horse farm down in Cecil County, Maryland, where there we believe there is cryptid activity. Um, both Bigfoot and possibly cryptic canine, and there have been UFO sightings. And in fact, I I, I did post a uh, video on the blog. So uh, yeah, there may very well be an association, but as far as these sightings that I, I mentioned, no, there were none there. Uh, Marla Snyder, are orbs ever associated with dog men like they are with Bigfoot? Occasionally, occasionally, <laughs> uh, but not as much as Bigfoot. Uh, why? I don't know. Uh, but I, I do believe that these cryptids, these, these canine cryptids, are possibly interdimensional beings as well. And I think there are some supernatural aspects to them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's very, it, it, you know, we do have them. Occasionally, pop up. 24 Baby Bull. Any Pine Barrens reports, Jersey Devil, Dogman, Sasquatch, spooky stuff? Yeah, I've got some, but um, we'll have to wait till another time. Uh, we have had... Uh, I have had a couple of Jersey Devil reports in more recent times. Uh, 
Thomas Carroll, why are Bigfoot and Dogman territorial? It's a good question. I don't know. Are they whether they're guarding? You know, a lot of times we get a um, we get sightings from hunters who are actually armed. Um, I don't know if it's actually territorial or it, it, it sh they just try to leave a warning for these these uh, hunters to back off. But they do seem to be territorial. Now, as, as far as the um, the Ohio sighting that I described and them leaving their calling card at the car. Yeah, I mean, uh, that is unusual. And I don't hear about that much. Um, that's one of the few that I've ever heard that uh, possibly happening. But they they are somewhat territorial. Um, we've had some we've had some sightings here in Pennsylvania that suggest that they are as well. Uh, especially one we had up in uh, Misho State Forest, which is just on the other side of Gettysburg, uh, where a couple had rented a cabin uh, up there in Misho, and uh, this thing seemed to be guarding territory while they were in the cabin. Uh, it actually chased the woman back in one morning. So, um, yeah, there does seem to be some territorial issues there. See any more questions, folks? Ben Jim, have you heard of any dog man on the far west coast? There have been a few. Um, I've had a couple in California. Uh, I've also had some in Arizona, in particular, in New Mexico. There are a few out, out in California. I'll have to dig them up. Uh, if you're all interested, I will dig them up. And, and I, Jim Meth, thanks for the. Uh, the donation. Uh, he, he asked, do you think there are any more cryptids today than there were 20 or 50 years ago? Or is it simply that there's more opportunity for people to report sightings today, social media? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I, I, I don't think there's any particular higher number of sightings. I just think people are more, um, you know, more or less inhibited about coming forward um they see all this stuff on tv people talk about it on social media yeah and uh you know they they don't seem inhibited by it and uh yeah i think that's the reason why and, you know i get asked that question a lot but i think that's actually true uh william nighthawk Lon, have you seen the large winged bird here in Virginia recently? I'm guessing the same one from Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the Thunderbirds, and we have had Thunderbird sightings in Pennsylvania. Um, of course, we've had them in Virginia too. So uh, occasionally pop up. Most of, most of the Thunderbird sightings that we get, or I get, are in the upper Midwest, uh, Indiana. Illinois, Wisconsin, we get more out there than anywhere else. But Texas, Pennsylvania, some parts of the East Coast, yeah, they, they do show up there. Robo1776, any funny or unique calls these dog creatures make that indicate they communicate to each other? You know, other than the howling, uh, that's, or, you know, they, it, I don't think there's any, been any knocking or any sounds like that. And it's usually the howling sounds. 
Um, and it's very rare that we get sightings of multiples um, unless they're communicating with each other at a distance. But um, I, I know here in Pennsylvania where we do most of the investigations, we rarely get that. Uh, but it, 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 there are sounds made, it's usually a howl. Rat Generation X, thanks for your um, your donation. Your anniversary is the same week of the Moth Manifest, so I'm just pointing that out. Yeah, it is. That is interesting. I didn't even think about that. And Mortal Clown says it's Lon birthday as well this month. Yes, it is. Thank you, Lon. Thank you, William. Much appreciated. Thanks for coming in. Junie Shu, do you believe that they are out to scare us or hurt us? You know, I don't think they're out to do anything as far as hurting anybody because they're just very few attacks, if any. Uh, they just seem to show up, want to let their, their presence known. But that's the extent of it. They will, they will bluff charge occasionally. But um, that's usually the extent of it. Um, so uh, I don't think they're out to hurt anybody. But I, I'm quite sure if they get put in that position, they will do it. You know, we've had hunters tell us that um, that they have been, you know, they have walked upon these things armed, fully armed, and it's like a Bigfoot. There's there's some type of psychic connection or some ability that it, it makes people back away from it and not show any aggression. And um, that happens more often than not, really. Uh, I've had a lot of uh, hunters have encounters here in Pennsylvania. Monica Davies, are there any dog men near Pittsburgh? Oh, absolutely. I just mentioned one on, in the accounts. But Western Pennsylvania, in particular, south of there in Greene County and Washington County, and a few places nearer to uh, Pittsburgh, in particular Westmoreland County, Fayette. Uh, yeah, they, we've had big, we've had uh, dog man sightings. Absolutely. Or upright canines. Junie Shu, I believe like Bigfoot elephants, they hate motors. Do you agree? Um, I, I don't think they like sounds other than natural sounds. But I will agree with that. Anything else, folks? Any other questions? Uh, I want to thank each and all of you for watching and chatting. If you donated, it's truly appreciated. Uh, your support's what makes all this possible. So please like, subscribe, and share. And if you do have suggestions for other shows, please drop me a line. My uh, phone number and email are there. It's lonstricklerfansmonsters.com. Um, let me know about it, and I'll see what I can do. Uh, let's see. we got one more question. Jose Sanchez, could there be a connection between Dogman and historically to the Egyptian Anubis. You know, I had people ask me that before. I really have no idea. <clears throat> I, I think the um, I think the Egyptian gods may have been actual uh, 
representations of some type of uh, creature that did exhibit human and animal uh, characteristics. I don't know. But I think there may be something to that. So, uh, folks, until we meet again, uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, good night. Thank you.